2: Welcome back, everybody, to a special Sunday night, Monday morning, whenever the hell this is posted, edition of the Green Room Podcast. It is Selection Sunday, um, one of my favorite days of the year, uh, followed up closely by the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament, which are coming up uh, later this week. But um, before we play the first round of the NCAA tournament, we have the first four games, and a little bit of a surprise, I'm joined by Matt Charbonneau, who, by the way, has somehow hightailed it back from Indianapolis and is going to turn around and go right back. I don't understand his thinking there, but uh, he must really love his family. Fine. Uh, but anyway, first yeah. Four, yeah, first four games coming up, and Michigan State, a little bit of a surprise, is in the first four games. They will play Thursday night against UCLA. We're still waiting on the time and location. We know it will be in Indiana somewhere. Uh, maybe they will be at the that backyard of that kid's house in Hoosiers. Maybe they'll play there. Um, but uh, yeah. by Thursday night, possibly the first game of the NCAA tournament. A couple different ways to look at this, Matt. Um, uh, Twitter's a buzz tonight with Michigan State stuff. Uh, you got two camps, some crossover between the two camps. You have some that are just so happy that Michigan State is in the tournament for the 23rd consecutive time. Um, would be 24 consecutive, but they didn't play last year. So 23 consecutive NCAA tournaments. Uh, people are thrilled about that given where they were. They had no pulse. Just two and a half, three weeks ago, they come out and they beat all these number one, two, or two, three, four, or five, whatever teams, and they get themselves in. So you got a camp that's happy about that, that wrote them off like all, everyone did, and they're happy they're in. And then you have another camp that says, wait a minute, our team beat the number two four or five teams in the country, two of which number one seeds in the NCAA tournament, and they're sticking us in a play-in game just to get into the field of 64. A little bit of cross over there, but you have two camps, one that feels disrespected and one that feels just grateful that they're in. Where should they fall on this?
1: Yeah, that's a tough question because I think both – there's good arguments for both. Um, and I think in general, pretty much every Michigan State fan is uh, relieved, ecstatic, happy, whatever you can come up with to say you're in. Because you're right. I mean, three weeks ago, nobody in the world was predicting this. Um, so just to get to this point, you got to feel good about that. That said, and I, I feel like this, I kind of liken it, not quite, but to the final four run two years ago. You beat Duke and you got there. And that might have not been your best team of time is those final four teams. But once you were there, that was probably one of their best chances to win it. And they didn't get it done. So that's frustrating to where I say it's like, this is look what you did to get here. I mean, that's a resume. Look at that seed list of where the, the, of the teams around them right there. And the seed list we got from the NCA, which was corrected at some point. I don't have the original. I'm I'm
2: looking at it it right now. And you have, yeah, if
1: we're, Look at, um, look at who's near them. Okay, you're talking you about just above 40. them.
2: Yeah, you have Rutgers at 40. Yeah. Syracuse, Syracuse 41. In, Utah State 42. Then Michigan State at 43. And then UCLA 44. Just behind them, Wichita State, Oregon State, Georgetown, Drake.
1: Yeah. Um, if we just want to look at Syracuse, they have a single quad one win. Right. One.
2: One and six. Mi- Michigan games. State
1: had five, and we all know as you just mentioned the Michigan Illinois Ohio state wins two number 1 seeds uh, both both conference champions i guess you could <laughs> let's get into that debate um, I, just just the way they finished the season and it doesn't matter if it was middle season late season whatever it's not supposed to matter just looking at what they did to get there and the resumes of the people around them you cannot give me a legitimate argument argument why Syracuse and Utah state are seated ahead of Michigan state now Are we sitting here arguing who's going to win the national title or not? No, but this is important to Michigan state fans and important. If you want to get out of a weekend, now you got to win three games. You know, it's, it matters in this instance. It might not matter two weeks from now. Okay. But the idea that Syracuse and Utah state are seated ahead of Michigan state is silly. It makes no sense. So yeah, you're happy to be in, but you're sitting there thinking we shouldn't be playing an extra game here. Uh, I know they're all in roughly Indy, but it, it, it doesn't sit right with me. It feels like there was some finagle in there. Some, uh, I know you mentioned the idea of Michigan State-UCLA, a couple blue-blood uh, names opening well, the tournament. Which Let is... me
2: explain my theory here. Okay. <clears throat> because we talked about that before we went on the air, so we might as well let the listeners in on what the hell <laughs> we were talking about. Uh, so we just got off the phone a little bit ago. I did. I was on the teleconference with Mitch Barnhart, the University of Kentucky athletic director who is the chairman of the NCAA selection committee this year. And he hosts a teleconference after the bracket to talk about every, but every scenario allows reporters all around the country to ask about their team and this and that and that's that. So they were asked about um, UCLA and Michigan state. And they were asked specifically about Michigan state with why they would be in that game, given their finish to the season, as opposed to a team like Syracuse and Barnhart said, well, Michigan state certainly did enough down the stretch to get in. So they weren't really considered very uh, much a bubble team by the NCAA. That's the way he made it sound. Even though if you go by the numbers, they would certainly be a bubble team. Uh, yeah. they it up, but he made it sound like that they did what they were supposed to do down the stretch and that, that, that clinched it for him. I think he said it sealed it for him. So that was interesting. And then Syracuse he said well Syracuse he said yeah they had one win against cloud one and one in 6 and blah, blah 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 but they beat uh, several teams that are in the tournament and i'm sitting here going like right. huh? uh, yeah so did michigan state uh, and not just teams that are in the tournament by the way they you know they beat you know three of the top 8 seeds in the country <laughs> uh, and uh, so it, the whole reasoning didn't make a lot of sense to me. And so I got to thinking, and I talked to, you know, someone else that kind of agreed with me on this front in that if everybody was close. If that was close and look, Michigan state, certainly there was a case to be made of them being on the bubble. They got, they had 30 point losses as far as the eye could see in January, and February, just some pretty crappy teams. Um, But I feel like it got down to the point where none of this is perfect. It's not an exact science. Uh, But I think they looked at – they said – they looked at this and they saw at the seedings, they saw, okay, we got a a Rutgers and a Syracuse and a Utah State and a Michigan State and a UCLA. And, whoa, wait, what? Michigan State, UCLA. Hmm, those teams have – done a lot of great things in the history of college basketball. And those teams are very recognizable to the average college basketball fan. And Wow. What two big names and wow. What better way to start the NCAA tournament after a year where you didn't have one, what better way to start the NCAA tournament than by putting these two blue buds together. And I believe, and they'll deny it. And they'll say, no, this was the formula and this is the math and this is where they belong. I will say, that they looked at that and they said, that's how we want to start the NCAA tournament because it's close enough. Let's just do it. Yeah. That's honestly, uh, no one will ever admit that. But honestly, if you look at Syracuse's resume to Michigan State's, there is no comparison there. If you go by the quad one wins and whatnot, if you go by the, how you finish, which matters, Mitch Barnhart mentioned multiple teams tonight that they're seeding almost or was affected by injuries, which is how you finish. Michigan, their injury to Isaiah Livers was considered when they were debating Alabama-Michigan number one or two. The injury to the kid from Villanova was debated. So things that how you finish and where your team is at now matters. And there, and if, if that's the case, Michigan State doesn't belong on that line, except yeah. what a way to start the NCAA tournament.
1: Well, this happens every, every year we hear arguments that justify are justified for one team. And when they don't fit for the other team, you don't hear that explanation. And the other thing too, is when you look at these resumes, we got Syracuse, Utah state, the, the other team that has a gripe in this is UCLA as well. You know, they don't have quite the quad one wins, but what they have in Michigan state have are zero bad losses. I know you're going to say the 30 point losses, Michigan state UCLA do not have any quad three or four losses. Guess who does? Syracuse and Utah State both. Utah State has two. You know, I mean, this is. We could go even further up the seed line. Georgia Tech has two quad three losses. Um, You know, they're they're all bubble teams for a reason, right? But none of them come close to having the wins that Michigan State does. That's why none of these arguments make sense. Now, look, again, we're not debating who's a one or a two, right? I get it.
2: And to be honest, there's very few teams in the country that have the wins Michigan State has. Not even right. not even
1: just, but it, we understand but that. Yeah. We also understand the reality of the team that they can look great one night and really bad the next, exactly. you know, it's kind of where their roster is right now. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 if it's about what you did for this whole season, about their resume for the whole year, it really feels like people are, are nitpicking where it fits that, where it fits their narrative. You know, this, it doesn't make sense. Like you can explain it, in one aspect for a team, but then it doesn't, that just doesn't make sense when you're looking at Michigan state and even UCLA. Right. I mean, they, they were seven games above 500 Their conference. I know the pac 12 is not great. Uh, and they, but they lost for, do we say the time of year matters? They've lost four in a row. You think that didn't hurt them? If those four losses came in November, we would be talking about them. No way. Right. You know? So it's, it's, it, it's always Except, frustrated me where exactly the, the arguments right. don't really apply for everybody. So. Except
2: what game would you rather start the NCAA tournament off with? Utah State Syracuse or Michigan State UCLA? I mean, I, that, I hear you. That that, yeah. that to me has to be what happened. Now, um well, yeah, especially when he comes on and right. says,
1: What a great way to tip off the tournament, right? And then he well, kind of back he kind of backtracked
2: on. that too, but you knew that you know that's exactly what they were thinking. Um, here is my thing, and well, they, just real. Well, one Go more ahead.
1: thing, real quick, just in case people didn't hear and want to know what uh, geez, what Tom Izzo thinks of the net, he didn't really hold back tonight. Said the net is a joke.
2: He went well, on. That. He's been saying right. this for a
1: while. So yeah, the net know,
2: ranking is very interesting because um, it's this formula that you know factors in every factor in the world and strength of schedule and road wins or home wins and everything else and puts it all into a computer and it spits it out and tells you where teams rank and you get Colgate is the number eighteen in the country. is the number 19 in the country and you get Michigan state is the number 70 team in the country. Um, So clearly they are looking at more than just net. They're looking at net very closely, but if they're looking at, if net is 90% of the factor, Michigan state wouldn't have made the tournament because there's so um, it's, it's just a very interesting process. The way I look at this. um, And uh, first of all, I love this playing game. Um, I wish it was yeah. in Dayton because it's such a cool atmosphere. Um, I don't think you've covered a playing game in Dayton, but yeah. cool, I, I did with Michigan a few years back. It's such a cool atmosphere. They really embrace it there. Um, so I wish it was there, but um, I like this. I love this start to the NCAA tournament. I think it's neat. I think it's a great matchup. It's a fun matchup. The two pretty good teams that have had their ups and downs this year. Um, you know, for the fa- – you know, the way I look at it, and I put this on Twitter, I said, you know, for the two factions – there's, there's, the, there's the MSU critics who say they shouldn't be in, and there's the MSU slappies who say they shouldn't be on the 11 line. And the way I look at it, and this is how I kind of said it, is that the MSU critics are wrong because Michigan State the resume with beating two, four, and five, uh, and Indiana twice uh, over the final two weeks. So the critics are wrong. The slappies are, might be wrong because this is a team that lost badly to Northwestern. They lost badly to Minnesota. They lost badly to Iowa, really badly in one of the games. They have just some horrifically ugly losses this year. So I have no problem with them being where they are. They're not winning a national championship this year. There's very few years I could say that about Michigan State. This is one I'm pretty confident that they're not. So from that point of view, for Michigan State fans, embrace that you're in when you had no business being in three weeks ago, embrace that you're in, embrace a cool matchup against UCLA and, and, you know, and just go with it and whatever happens happens. You know, if you lose the UCLA, it doesn't matter. You still made the NCAA tournament. I've seen people say, Oh, you got to make the top 64. to well, No, you're in <laughs> just go enjoy the ride. Uh, I think Michigan state fans should embrace it. And I think the critics who say they don't belong are dead wrong.
1: I'm, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's, I, like I said, I think you can make a, I, I think being right in the middle is the best place to be. You're in. Yeah. Should you be better in a better spot? Yep. But you're in. And it is UCLA. I mean, it's not like you're playing Towson State or something. You know, th- it's an interesting matchup. They've, and a, a side note that no one at all will care about. Um, my first ever NCAA tournament game I covered with Michigan State was against UCLA. Um, in 2011 and michigan state lost uh they tried to make a furious comeback in fact everyone who was covering the game thought everything i've written is useless now because they were down like a zillion points with 10 minutes ago and they made it a one-point game anyway that's neither here nor there um you know a little history they played i mean they played a maui couple you know last in in november of 19 um but not really a very long history with a with two pretty storied programs so I, I, oh, I think it's a fun matchup. You're I right. It's
2: fun. It's, it is. Yeah, and, I, and between them, by the way, between them, these teams have combined for 13 national championships. Now, UCLA might have the majority of those. <laughs> maybe 11,
1: you know? Maybe
2: 11, yeah. But uh, it's, it's just fun. And if there's a year to embrace it. Yeah. This is it, man. You know? I mean, yeah. I wish it wasn't. I wish it wasn't. Beat the by 30, game, but you yeah. got beat by 30 to Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you just, you just had a very mediocre year by your standards, and your team rallied like hell to get you in. You're in. Just enjoy it. I, I well, here's
1: the other thing, thing too. If there's a team you
2: feel that you're on the eleven and you're the point yeah. game, I don't think it's disrespectful. I've heard that narrative. I don't believe it no. whatsoever. Yeah. I think that the NCAA committee has a lot of respect for both of these programs, and that's
1: why I think it's. If you're right, that's why they're playing in this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too, it's, it, I don't know. It, I, I think it's, I think it's great. I wish it was, I, I don't wish it was in a playing game, but whatever. It's you're right, man. It's, it seems kind of fun. And yeah, if there's yeah. a team, if there's a team that could be one of these come out of the first four, like a VCU back in the day, I mean, Michigan state, they're not a great team, but they've, they've been doing this for the last two plus weeks to, you know, They've been doing one day preps two day preps the whole time. so right, right. I mean yeah. it's not ideal at some point you're gonna run out of gas and we've seen it at various times, but I mean it's not like they're not used to it at this point so right what the hell maybe they got the maybe got the formula now after going through it for a little
2: bit We'll see right right well anyway, Thursday night uh it'll be Michigan State 15 and 12 against Ucla 17 and nine uh, Michigan state has continued its NCLA tournament streak. Uh, Which, by the way, now is the second longest streak in the nation at 23 consecutive NCAA tournaments. Kansas is only one ahead of them at 31. The mighty Duke Blue Devils, 24. Their streak ends this year. And by the way, did find this out tonight. You know, Duke, they withdrew from the ACC tournament. And uh, their athletic director put out a a statement saying, that's the end of our season. And, you know, COVID and blah, 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 blah. But it turns out they did not withdraw from consideration from the NCAA. Yeah. So the NCAA left them out, which is very interesting, by the way, because they have a pretty good net as well. I know their record isn't great, but, uh, yeah, the net, whatever. Uh, but anyway, Duke, uh, Duke would love to be able to say it was their idea to stay out of the NCAA tournament. But the NCAA politely tonight said, no, you weren't invited. the dance yeah wow that's the other thing the net too i mean look at that they got two quad one wins right you know they're
1: two two and two and quad three which i mean
2: yeah they but that's two more than or one more than syracuse so uh you know, true i mean it's just it's a weird weird thing it's been a weird year though too and i don't i think the net probably was exposed a little bit this year because it everything wasn't equal um there weren't as a lot of a lot of teams didn't play a lot of non-conference Uh, or the big non-conference games that they might have, you know, like the mid-majors, a lot of them, you know, that might have got more than one bid this year only got one because they didn't really play the big teams and have a chance to get those big wins. So everything was kind of thrown out of whack by COVID. So um, we'll just – we'll chalk it up to that. But anyway, um, so Michigan State plays Thursday. Uh, The winner of that game will move on to get BYU in round two. And if they were in the winner of that game, We'll move on, I'm going to say, to play Texas. Um, Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, in the next round. So, um interested to see uh, how they do, if they already get out of that round. They have a long road ahead of them to get to where they want to go, I'm sure. I'm sure they believe that this could be another miracle run. Um, I would. This one would be a shocker to me, and not just a shocker to me, but also a shocker to a good friend of Tom Izzo's, and that is Oakland basketball coach Greg Campy who broke down the bracket a little bit with me earlier this evening. And I asked him about Michigan State specifically and what they have left in the tank. And if this possible, they can make one more, uh, one more magical run this season. And here's the highlights of that conversation. All right, we're here with Oakland men's basketball coach Greg Campy, who has uh, broken down the bracket. He's checked it out. For some reason, Greg, everyone wants your opinion. I guess that's uh, because you, you've just been around forever uh so they trust what you have to say and you say you tell me earlier you've also picked the last the last few winners correct
0: well and i've caught three because last year i picked nobody would win it since they didn't no. play the tournament that's got to wow. count for something right Don't that was that was bold that was bold yeah too
2: bad, too bad you're not allowed to gamble you would have made a killing off that uh, <laughs> off that <laughs> off that prediction um well, we're here to talk about Michigan State. Uh, you have a unique perspective on both Michigan and Michigan State. Your team obviously played both of them. But Michigan State, a little bit surprising to a lot of people. They open up in a play-in game against UCLA. They're going to play about 945 on Thursday. I guess just first of all, were you surprised, um, given how many quality wins Michigan State racked up down the stretch, were you surprised that they kind of got put in that position in the play-in game? Nothing in this
0: tournament, sir. me Tony in 2011 uh, Texas was the number one ranked team in the country uh, with two weeks to go in the season they lost in their league tournament opener and lo and behold they fell to a four seed to play Oakland in Tulsa and when we got there we couldn't figure any of that out except that well Kansas was playing in Tulsa also so now you've got full houses all day long for all the games. So, if someone were to say to me that Michigan State and UCLA, two Blue Bloods at a year where the Blue Bloods are struggling, were put for a third uh, opening night game that maybe people weren't going to watch the other games, but now they're going to watch because with the attendance being limited, TV ratings are going to be really, really important for the money for this tournament. And now you've got Michigan, Michigan State, UCLA on opening night. You've got marquee programs playing, and you've got a lot of people that are going to watch. So I think that's the reason it all ended up.
2: Well, you know what? And we talked to Mitch Barnhart, the athletic director of Kentucky tonight, who also is the NCAA selection committee chair. And when he was pressed on this issue about why Michigan State and why not Syracuse, he gave conflicting Reports on both teams, and so you kind of got the feeling that it was exactly that—that that they looked at this seating list. They had a bunch of teams in the area. They had Syracuse and Wichita or uh, Utah State and UCLA and Michigan State. And I think the committee kind of looked at these teams, all kind of grouped there, and they're like, "Wait a minute, we could have a pretty cool opening night game." And I, and I, I tend to agree with you. I think that's kind of what happened. And you know, for Michigan State fans and you know Twitter. You have two different kind of groups on Twitter tonight. You got the Michigan State fans who are feel disrespected that they're in this play-in game. And then you have the Michigan State fans who are just grateful that they're in the tournament, given where they were four weeks, three four weeks ago. I'm kind of in that camp where, you know, I think Michigan State fans should embrace it. It's a fun game. It's a cool game. I am of the camp that doesn't believe Michigan State is, has it in them to make a Final Four run. I think they can win a game or two. Uh, I just think it's kind of a cool thing. And, you know, I'm kind of
0: excited about it. I think it's a fun game to start things off. I think they can make that run, Tony. Do a, All the way to I final 4 I, yeah. Yep. Would I bet on it? No. Right. Uh, you know, I would never say, you know, go bet on that or anything like that. I would suggest to somebody I cared about that. But um, I do think they can make the run because of Tom Izzo. And because, you know, the way they play, um is tournament basketball. Now, I don't think they can score enough to win, they're going to have to win seven games to win a national championship. They're going to have to win five games to get to the final four. And I just don't think that they can consistently score enough. the way they've shown this year. they you know, rocket can ha- go off, Henry can play well every night. Langford's a couple then and then, a- but they don't offensive rebound the basketball like their great teams did and their tournament teams do. They also don't defensive rebound the basketball like those teams did. And I, that's what scares me for them. And I think that's why they're in a bit of trouble. but I do think they've got their toughness and I do think they've got talented players. You know, don't ever, they may not be what they've been. There's no Cassius Winston out there, but they still got some really, really good basketball players. And BYU is a great matchup. them. Yeah. BYU's right. a slow down, you know, I mean, it's, it, it, they they would have a chance. I just don't I don't think they can beat Texas. That's the team that really worries.
2: Well, you told me earlier tonight that Texas is one of your dark horses to, to make maybe a run. Um, you know, the one thing about Michigan State is it, they've proven obviously they can they can hang with anybody. They 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 beat the number two, four or five teams in the country in the span of two weeks. They've also shown that they can flop on on certain nights. And so that's why I just don't think that they're going to have the consistency and have quite enough to make that run. That's my opinion. But, you know, no, one's ever gotten rich. Like you said, doubting, doubting Tom Izzo. Uh, And, uh, and so this would be uh, quite a feat. This would be one of his best efforts if, if they could put on the, um, on the run here, but um, in general, um, what, uh, what you played Michigan state early in the season when everyone thought they were this elite, elite, elite team. Um, And then they had their big lull, Um, what, what, what flipped the switch, uh, in the final three weeks for them?
0: Well, when we played and first, I want to say what you just said. I think one of the, one of the key points to why you're probably right is all those wins came in the Greslin center Mm -hmm. and they did not, they had, uh, the one game, I believe at Iowa where they took Iowa to the buzzard. And then I think they lost the game. Um, that's really the only road game that they look like Michigan state. Uh, so I agree with you in that, but the difference for me between Michigan State now and Michigan State, when we played them, they scored a hundred points against us. And, you know, we're we're not known as a great defensive team, Tony, so I'm not going to sit there and say, but we we did play pretty good defense this year and they were just running and shooting and playing with great confidence. They had beaten Duke. They believed in themselves. They thought they were uh that that top team, that fifth top five team in the country, you know. And now they I think inside their minds they're wondering about themselves themselves. Um and I think there's a lot of hesitancy in their offense. I think there's, you know, they take a shot, they look over, they hang their head. Um, you know, I I think that's the big difference is just that level of confidence and a tough that Big Ten schedule will beat you down. And I, you know, you get beat by the way they got beat at, by Iowa at home, you know, in a couple of the ways they lost on the road with only 40-some points. Mm-hmm. They're kids now. They're still mm-hmm. kids. They're still 20, 21 years old. And confidence is the biggest thing. The biggest peak performance indicator is confidence. If you're not at the highest level of confidence, you can't reach peak performance. And right now, that's – I think they really lack that. Now, in those games they won, you could see it, that they felt good. They knew they were going to win. It's not that point. It's when everything starts to go bad in one of these games. What are they going to do? And Tom Izzo teams in the past have taken your best shot in the chest, pick themselves up, and come back at you. I don't know if this team can do that.
2: Yeah, they definitely had sides of exactly what you're talking about in the Maryland game in the Big Ten tournament. Then you know they got off to the good start. Things went south, and it went south in a hurry. Um, by the way, they scored in the 30s one game on the road this year, or, or against Rutgers. I think it was. <laughs> they didn't even make it to the 40s in that game. They got, you know, they got blown out on the road by Minnesota by 30. You know, and, and so that's why I don't have a problem with the 11 seed. Look, you know, they got the they got in because they beat those teams at the end, but they got the 11 seed because they they had a massive lull, and and so I think it's fair. You know, you talk about their most almost all their wins came at home. Interestingly enough, they go to Mackey Arena, which they've never really played well in at least recently. know, that's against Purdue, but it also there's a statue of John Wooden outside of Mackey Arena, and they have UCLA coming to town to play uh, to play them to play Michigan State at uh, John Wooden's alma mater. So we'll see if that has any any bearing on it. But so if you're if I'm asking you now, you say that they win that
0: game, they beat BYU, and then Texas is the end of the road. Yeah, I do. I, I think that's the way it'll go. Um, the only thing that I think they have going for them is Texas, if they get to that. I think Texas has a history, recent history of one good game, one bad game, not, not you know, finishing what they probably are, are capable of finishing. And I do think if Texas gets by Michigan State, you could see them make a good long run. Very good. Well, fair enough. We'll see
2: how it plays out. Michigan State, UCLA on Thursday night at Mackey Arena, and we're going to hold you to all your predictions and use them against you for years to come. Greg, thanks for joining us to talk some Michigan State hoops. All right. Now we'll do Michigan really quick. Um, Yeah. They they play at 3 o'clock on Saturday, okay, against one of these crappy teams. So, all right. Three – two, one. All right. We're joined now by uh, Oakland men's basketball coach, Greg Campy, who chimed in earlier this week on the Michigan state road to, uh, uh, through the bracket. Now he's going to talk a little bit about Michigan. Again, unique perspective from, from Greg, you guys played them as well. You took uh, Michigan actually to overtime, uh, should have beat them in regulation. Uh, I gave you some coaching tips on, on how you could have done that. And, uh, so we've come to agree that you should have beat them in regulation. But that that was the start of Michigan's kind of rise. Um, that was the Hunter Dickinson coming out party. Uh, but Michigan now a number one seed, the fourth number one seed. Uh, they open up at uh, 3 o'clock on Saturday against one of the play-in teams, one of the 16 seeds. Uh, Greg, an interesting situation with Michigan. This is a team that really dominated throughout the season. Uh, but now ha- uh, they've got some adversity. They've lost three of five putting a game, uh, you know, the Big Ten tournament to Ohio State. They lost to Michigan State in the season finale. They did win the Big Ten championship, but now no Isaiah Livers. And I don't know, I haven't seen anyone outside of the the real big blue blood slappies that are giving Michigan much of a chance to uh, to make a long run here. And I guess, what? how do you see it playing out?
0: Well, I think you're right. I think the Michigan people believe that they're going to, that uh, Livers is going to be back for the Sweet 16, and, and, and they should think positive like that. Um, I, I'm probably the only guy here that's shocked that they're still a number one seed, and the reason I say that, Tony, is what we've always been told as coaches and as you prepare for an NCAA tournament that you know playing well at the end of the season is a big uh, decision maker in that co- conference room when they seed. And then also availability of players, and so I I I was expected to see Michigan like that Texas team I talked about in the other podcast. I was expected to see them drop. I thought they could drop all the way to a three. And uh, how naive was I? Because you know they they lose three of their last five, and they lose. I think their best player. I mean I think I think the kids are uh, I don't think there's any question that Isaiah Livers has turned himself into a pro, and he was the heartbeat of that team. And I told you this when we talked to, earlier in the week. I said that that team reminded me of a, a Dean Smith team, uh, the famous coach at North Carolina. I know a lot of young people don't know who he is anymore, but he's one of the all time greatest coaches. And his whole way of coaching was we're going to play hard. We're gonna play smart and we're gonna play as one. And playing as one is what I think Michigan did this year. I thought they were they were a team synchronized in just ball movement and one player this night, one player in Wagner one night, you know, Smith one night, uh the transfers from uh the I can't think of his name Shoddy, now. But, Brown uh, and then Smith. Yeah, and- Brown. <laughs> um, they just they just took terms their defense was synchronized and they just they were as one and when you take a team like that and take out a central piece of it I think they're in trouble um, if you had you know say a Michigan State team where uh, the point guard uh, Cassius and you know was such a dominant player and then you lose one of those other good players I think that's different but when you're a team that that is predicated on unselfishness and ball movement and everybody you know i think that losing that piece is going to hurt them what they have though tony that nobody else has is hunter dickens mm-hmm. and but he's a freshman and he's never been there and are you really going to put all your chips in on that, that um, in a tournament that historically if you're good inside that you're not good on the perimeter you don't win and if you're good on the perimeter and you have a big that can score that's when you really have a chance. And, you know, they had that, and now I think they've lost their best perimeter player. Uh, so I'm, I'm worried for them. I, I really am.
2: Well, I think Livers did, you know, Livers opened up a lot of things for Smith too. And uh, I think you saw Smith's struggles in, in that semifinal uh, the other day without Livers. I think that that's a problem. I think it's not just losing one player, but it's losing up the freedom for another player. And, and it's kind of a ripple effect. Um, which is unfortunate because they've been a joy to watch this year. Um, you know, like some of the – you know, like playing is one thing that you mentioned. I mean, some of those games, they, the cohesiveness in, in just dominating some of those teams is so fun to watch. And, uh, but we did, again, we did talk to Mitch Barnhart, the NCAA Selection Committee Chair, about Michigan as a one, and he made it sound like it was a pretty big gap between one and, and the next one down. Uh, he did say liver's injury was considered. He said Alabama was – close-ish but he didn't he didn't seem like it was a too big of a thing there but you know Michigan did drop down below Illinois um, to the fourth number one seed which puts them in just a I'm looking at this bracket here and it's just I mean it's brutal uh, I mean you you look at you know you talk about Alabama they're obviously with you know Nate Oates as their coach I mean they obviously are playing really well. But, I mean, even the Florida State in there or the Colorado playing well or even Georgetown with the role they've made. But then you have LSU could be their num- their second-round matchup and how well they played in the SEC tournament and tough team. And this is just a brutal path for Michigan.
0: Well, by far the, the hardest bracket. I don't think any other bracket is brutal. I mean, I think if you look at Gonzaga's bracket, you're thinking that, you know, somebody wanted Gonzaga to be the national champion. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just it's, it's unbelievable how tough this bracket is. Um, and then you stick Michigan state in the same bracket with them, you know, you, even if Michigan state did make that run, then you've got that fierce rivalry against, I, I just, just don't see it happening. And, you know, I, obviously, I think people know that I'm, I love Michigan. I've been in the state for a long time and I cheer hard for the Michigan teams, but just honestly, I just, just don't see it. Uh, I just can't. And, uh, Maybe, maybe they'll surprise us all, and, and somebody will step up, and Hunter Dickinson will be the best player in the tournament. and uh, A lot of great things could happen for him, but it's not sitting real well. I find it hard to believe, though, that he said that about the difference between Michigan and Alabama because Alabama won the SEC regular season, and then they won the tournament, too. And, boy, that's hard. That's really, really hard to win a regular season. And the tournament, especially in a Power Five conference, unless you're really a top four or five team in the country, so that was interesting to hear that he said that.
2: I think I, I think a lot of it does go to the respect that the Big Ten is going is getting this year. Um, I think that uh, that plays into it a little bit, um, but you know who knows? We'll we'll see. Um, last thing about Michigan, Jalen Howard, his first time in the tournament since he was a player with the Fab Five. Um, he uh, the the game against Maryland in the Big Ten opener where he uh he lost his mind against Mark Turgeon. Uh, what did you make of that as a coach who isn't known for for being overly um, calm on the sidelines yourself? I'm just curious what you made of that. I personally loved it. I love when you know I I love when coaches show the emotion. I just think that there's you know I mean there's a time and a place for it for sure. Uh, but I liked it. What did you think?
0: Well, I don't know the story, and I've tried to find the story out. And well, I both have different Sadie, stories. <laughs> but, right. I don't want to put Saudi in that situation uh, because I, I know if he told me that, I'd leak it, and I don't, want, I don't want to put him in that situation. So I haven't talked to him. I have heard around through two or three different people what basically happened, and uh, I know Maryland's not real happy with Michigan, um, so I've heard it from that side. Um and based on all that happened live in front of people, there had to be a lot of happen go on that people don't know about because it would never get to that over something little. Mm-hmm. There is a longstanding something there uh that, that eventually, you know, I'll know what it is. Uh but right now I don't. So what well, I thought it was hilarious to watch happen. I, I mean I've I've been there, I've I've mm-hmm. done that. Uh, I was a much younger coach at the time and he's, uh, you know, he's in the infancy of his coaching career and what happened, he'll learn from it. And, uh, you probably won't see that again from him. Uh, I think that the repercussions of it probably, uh, weren't good for him. Uh, but I think he believes what he did was right. Cause when I went through something like that, I knew what I did was right. and As I got older, I realized it's not worth it. And, uh, so I'm sure he'll learn that. And, but it was great to see. I mean, from, from my standpoint, I, I loved it. I Like you said, I, you know, I and I guarantee you this, Tom, his players loved it. Right. That's you know, all that matters. That's what matters. Yep. Yep. His players loved that. Just as Maryland's players love turgeon charging down there, too. Right. I mean, they're both sides <laughs> of that. I mean, we're in Michigan, so we're looking at our side of it. But right. those Maryland players, you right. know, I, I think, I think you'll see them play very well their first game in this tournament. Yeah.
2: What was the biggest game you ever got kicked out of?
0: Um, I got kicked out of a Division II NCAA tournament game. That's probably, you know, I mean, nobody would consider that big compared to Division One, but in that day, it was huge yeah. for us. Right. Um, my best kickout story, though, was we were playing Arizona, and uh, Bill Walton <laughs> had the game. <laughs> and I got thrown out of the game. And on my way to the locker room, he yelled out, You gotta stay here. If I gotta watch this crap, you gotta stay here and watch this crap. And you could see Walton doing that.
2: Oh, that's classic. All right, Michigan, how far do they get? Then you're obviously not too confident. Um, they'll obviously get to the second, you know, the second round, but I think LSU's a problem there and if they could be on that Florida State or, or any of, or Colorado could be, or Georgetown could be, it's just so brutal. How far do they get?
0: I don't think they. I personally, oh, I don't want people mad at me for saying this, but I don't. If I had the bet money, you know, if I had, if I had my reputation and and my loyalties were thrown out the door, and my reputation, I don't think they get to the second weekend. But, uh, I hope they do. I really do. I just, I don't. I'm not a big LSU fan and I'm not a big fan of some of the things that have gone on and and that down there, but boy watching them today, uh, you know, Tim McCormick said this on a show I was on with him that he liked the matchup because LSU is an undisciplined basketball team and Michigan is a disciplined team that will defend. And he might be right. I look at it the other side is they're an undisciplined team where the pressure won't hurt them. And they'll go for the jugular and I, I could see I could see that going wrong that day but I hope Tim's right all
2: right well for just a disclaimer of course you would never bet on college basketball so even though you make betting references you would never do that and now that you have Michigan not getting out of the first weekend they're going to cancel their series with you so you just caused Oakland a crap ton of money on that front too so you got to watch what you say Greg yeah, Probably. You, got-
0: <laughs> you, you know me I'm an honest guy and uh <laughs> I, people listen to this and they want to know. So I'm going to tell them what I think. And I'm sorry. I, I, I'm hoping that Michigan, Michigan state playing the elite eight. I think that would be the coolest thing ever. And I'd be, I'm cheering hard for that.
2: I think I be cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. Don't yeah, bet, don't bet the farm.
2: <laughs> no, don't bet the farm right. on that. All right. As with Michigan state, uh, which you can check out that podcast as well. That I did with Sharma, but uh, as with Michigan state, we will hold you to all of these and we will, uh, Make sure that uh, we uh, rub it in your face if you're wrong. Really quickly, your final four pick for this year.
0: Okay, but remember, if I'm right, have me back on and I can gloat about
2: that. Okay, well, we did that. Well, you know, the funny thing is we had Matt Ishbia on three weeks ago, before when Michigan State had no pulse, and Matt Ishbia guaranteed at that time that Michigan State would make the NCAA tournament, to which Matt Charbonneau and I laughed for about 20 minutes before we, you know, we followed up on that. Uh, But we said, okay, well, if you're right, we'll have you back on so you can gloat. And he came on last week and and gloated for 20 minutes. And he should.
0: That was a hell of a prediction. It was a hell of a prediction. My final four is a little bit. My final four is a little different than everybody's, Tony. Mm -hmm. I got Houston. I got Ohio State. I got Gonzaga. And I got Alabama. Mm -hmm. I just really liked Alabama. Nate Oaks is a good friend. And it's a hell of a story. And I want them to win. It's probably not a smart pick. I think Houston's the Michigan state that isn't this year. And what I mean by that is Michigan state got to all those final fours when they weren't supposed to because of defense and rebound and boy, can Houston defend and rebound. And they got a guy that can make shots. You know, they got, they got a big kid that can make threes, get to the rim. Um, so I really like their chances, and they're a number two seed. It's not like they got to come through a lot. Um, and then I, the upset of the tournament, North Carolina is going to beat Baylor. Okay. So it, those are my weird predictions, and it's a different Final Four probably than most people have. And then I oh, also tell good. you this. Yeah, I'll tell you this. The two, the surest bet in the tournament, Winthrop's going to beat. Um. Oh, my God. Winthrop's going to beat Villanova. And that's because, you know, Villanova's in trouble. They, they got their best player out, and Winthrop's really good. And there's that 5-12 match that happens every year. Right. So there's the, there's the bet. If you want to win your bracket and <laughs> your family bracket, that's the bet to take.
2: Yes, and if that one busts your bracket, can't people personally reimburse you? all your expenses um, and then up to your five dollars <laughs> up to five dollars um, but uh, so then the final four you have but in the championship game I think you said Gonzaga and Ohio State they're interesting about Ohio State yeah. but you like how they're playing now which is fair they went through their rough stretch and it's all about how you're playing now um, but in that game you like Gonzaga as most of the western hemisphere does
0: well Gonzaga's got three pros and they got a guard and they've got bigs, and that's how you win in this tournament. You win with guards, and you have to have a good big, and that's why I like Ohio State, because their guards are playing great. Dwayne Washington is really playing good, and the left-hander, I can't think of his name because I don't remember names very well, Tony, but he's playing great, and then they've got Liddell in there, a big that can score. He can step out and make threes. He can score with his back to the basket. He can spin on you. He can drive you, and I just think that they're they're – They went through this tournament. They won in overtime and they lost in overtime. And I just think that they're ready.
2: Very good. Well, you heard it there, Greg. With all the Greg Campy, Oakland men's basketball coach, with all the answers, uh, we will uh, we will definitely have you back on to either gloat or make fun of you, one of the two things. But we appreciate you joining us, Greg. Enjoy the tournament, and it's golf season's almost here, so uh, get the sticks ready.
0: All right, Tony. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah. you know, Greg's a great friend of Izzo, and so Greg's going to say great things about Izzo. As A lot of people will, and he says what everyone says about Izzo in that you never count out time Izzo. I get it. <laughs> um, if there's a year to count out time Izzo. Now, I already counted out time Izzo once this year against uh, against like apparently better judgment, and here they are. You were,
1: you were all by yourself on that one. I yeah, I was you totally know. on an island.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally on an island with you know, six billion of my closest friends. Um, he says all the right things about Michigan State, but he admits that what we all know and that this team's on fumes. Um, well, they they are, but I'm wondering, yeah, but and and not a,
1: not, uh, not enough to take them to the Final Four. But no. not, I think the last few days has probably been big for them that they oh. didn't have to go play, you know, two three games or whatever in Indy. And you don't want to just sit around. But this, if there's a team that needed to sit around a little bit, this is probably it. Which so, is really crazy I
2: because I mean, if you look at the seedings that they supposedly have. That, you know, Michigan State needed to win a game in, in Indy to guarantee themselves to be in this field. Now, they ended up in the field, but – and that's where I just – that's why, I, again, I just don't believe mm. these seedings we got. I just – I think that it was – I believe there might have been some manufacturing. But anyway, um so Campy says, you know, they – you know, you never count on own and all that good stuff. Um And I'm not – and they keep – look, they beat Michigan. They beat Illinois. They beat Ohio State. Uh, that Illinois team is much better than I thought they were. Ohio State is coming out at the right time. Uh, I think Michigan State probably caught Ohio State at the right time as well. Uh, probably, yeah. They caught Michigan at the right time, too, in that Michigan wrapped up the championship and then, you know, maybe, um, you know, weren't as in, as inspired, even though I think it, it's a rivalry game. It's always a big one. But, uh, but they won those games. You can't take that away from them. Um, but they also come out and they look like garbage against Maryland – um, You know, and so that's why you know, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see them get to the Sweet Sixteen. They have a path there, no question. Uh, there's a
1: path. There's there's, there's a path. It wouldn't surprise sure. me. It
2: <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if they come out and they lose by 15 on Thursday. I mean, you just don't
1: know. Yeah, that well, losing big would surprise me. I actually, I actually like the the UCLA matchup. I mean, UCLA is not very big, kind of like Maryland, but I, you know, they don't defend like Maryland. I mean, Maryland's a good defensive team. UCLA is totally, absolutely not. In fact, in their little four game skid, they haven't defended anybody. So, you know, Michigan State can play small, which they're much better at. So, I like I like the matchup with UCLA. I don't hate it with BYU either. The tough, the one I have a hard time seeing is if they're going to play Texas. But again, you don't know how the bracket falls. Does Texas get upset at some point? You know, there's a path to get out of the first weekend. It's not ideal. Um, I really like the path to get a win, to get one win, Um, maybe two, but. It's, that's when you start. If you get into a third game in the weekend, that's when you start to me wondering about this team and just how much they expended down the stretch and whether they've got any time as we even referenced it, you know, Sunday night last you week. Know, we're recording this Sunday night. He, he said it. He's like, you know, how much do we have left? We're going to find out. Right. You know, so I mean it's it's a legit concern Um, but we'll see. I think there's a path for, for a win maybe to getting out of the weekend. It's there but it's Starting to get a little dicey at that point, especially if you see Texas.
2: Yeah, um, you know Texas is a is a very potent team, but um, uh, a flawed team as as well. So I,
1: yeah,
2: this is such a weird bracket. I mean, you can I mean, there's not one team in this entire tournament that is a popular pick to win it all, other than Gonzaga. I mean, you everyone else has a bunch of different Final Four teams, and uh, it's basically Gonzaga versus the field. So who knows, um, you know, I personally think Michigan state, you know, they might win against UCLA. I, I, I just don't see them stringing it together, but we've all been wrong quite a bit on Michigan state this year. We were wrong about how good they were and we were wrong about how bad they were, uh, at different points. This year. So, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's March favorite time of year. This is a blast. Um, be interesting to see what happens. Michigan obviously is the one seed they're going to open against, uh, Uh, winner of some 16-16 matchup. Michigan's an interesting case, too, because there's a team that, you know, two weeks ago was borderline becoming the favorite to win the national championship, and now they don't have Isaiah Livers, and and they've lost three of five, and all of a sudden it's like, uh oh, uh, this is going sour at the wrong time for Michigan. Um, I haven't heard one person that's not a Michigan fan. I have not heard one person pick Michigan to make the Final Four. Uh, um, not now, not with livers though. I uh, mean, no. And, and it's a, tough, yeah. it's a tough bracket. I mean, you got Alabama staring you down, down there. Uh, you got some big 10 teams that you played. You got LSU that look really good in the sec tournament, uh, that you could possibly play in the second round. I mean, that's a popular upset pick being talked about right now is LSU over at U of M. And, mm-hmm. so, um, we're going to do another podcast, uh, in, a, in another day or two, I'm going to be talking with James Hawkins, our Michigan beat writer. We'll break that down. We'll also share campy's thoughts on Michigan in that podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, while I have you on Matt, before we let you get some rest before your big week ahead, your final four, putting me on the spot, oh,
1: putting me on the spot. I I'm, I'm with people on Gonzaga. I, I don't, I, I have a hard time seeing Gonzaga not rolling to the final mm-hmm. four. I mean, even if you look at the two, if it goes chalk, it's Iowa, you know, a team they've, they blew out before I. I know that was way early in this season. I just I, – I don't see something crazy happening there. So, I've, I've got Gonzaga for sure. Um, I hate to count them. It just stinks for Michigan and Livers. I mean, that really stinks. It's, it does. It's a, bit, it's it's such a travel break. Because like, they were – they're a Final Four team. I don't care if they were having some issues. They're a Final Four team with him, no doubt. They're still a really good team without him. I just wonder if they see Alabama if they can get past that. I mean, Florida State potentially in a regional final is going to be no piece dude, of cake, dude. LSU, um, I'm, I'm telling you,
2: that. I, you're right. No, I, I don't, know?
1: I don't discount LSU either. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm not in love road, with their, their road, their
2: road is, and as it all often is for the for the number four one seed, their, yeah, is brutal. It's brutal. Well,
1: right, and, and I mean Alabama is obviously the fifth. I'm not looking at they were the fifth overall seed, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, interesting first round matchup. If it's Texas Southern, Mike—that's uh, where Mike Davis used to coach. You know, yes, yes. Back when he, uh, yeah. back when, back when they went to East Lansing and beat Michigan State. Not that I it matters now. I, these are the I, things I, I think of. I don't know, yeah. but I, if I got to pick one out of there, I, I, I probably go with Alabama. I just, I don't put it past Michigan. You know, having that whole rally around things, but it's just tough to see. Let's um, so, uh, let me look at these other ones. I, I don't know. I like the way Ohio State's playing right now. know that was a tough. I can't go chalk everywhere, right? Even though I just okay. didn't. it's
2: it's happened before. Well, you didn't go chalk on
1: no. I didn't. You're right, but I'm no, going basically see. what everyone's thinking. Yeah. Um, let's go crazy. Let's go crazy over here in the South. Let's say something. I was about to say Purdue, and I'm like Matt Painter never doesn't get to mm-hmm. the Final Four.
2: Um, I like let's our- get something I really different. goofy. I think if you're gonna pick a pick a non chalk there, I like Arkansas. I think that even though Colgate's number you know eight in the net, I I still I see Arkansas as maybe having the pack. <laughs> Colgate, come on, yeah, clearly
1: we don't buy the net. <laughs> no, no, they're I number, Villanova they're, if they're, they didn't. Yes,
2: yeah, they're number eight in the net and number fourteen seed in the South.
1: <laughs> no, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm taking Ohio State. The hell All right, right. all right. Okay. And then uh you know I'm gonna get Big Ten crazy. I you're think, going right Illinois, now. huh? I think I'm gonna I really like Illinois. I think if there's a team that can beat Gonzaga, it's Illinois. Then look, there's not there's no not not, not only saying there's a not a path for some of those other teams there. Um, I just I, I look at Illinois. I look at Illinois and Gonzaga the way they're playing and then look at their brackets.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm not but sure Illinois
2: is playing so good right now. It's and tough to find an so upset good. pick in those. I feel like yeah. the other
1: two the other two regions you could you could pick a few teams. I just in those two I don't know. I don't. I don't see upsets happening. Yeah, I think if yeah. Illinois
2: is going to get picked off, it's going to be in the second round against Loyola because it's going to be a a, a a passionate rival, you know, rivalry feeling. I feel well, like it's
1: sister Jean, you know, yeah, she'll be. But, blown. I mean,
2: and Loyola's not bad, by the way. They're a pretty good. Pretty damn good team. I think if Illinois gets picked off, it's there. Otherwise, I think they're through. I think Gonzaga is just through. Like, I don't even need to see him play a game. Like. But here's the one thing that, about Gonzaga that, that the only thing that worries me. And uh, someone told me this tonight. Uh, they haven't played a Power 5 team since December. Uh, I, well, that's every year. Yeah, it, 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 it is. I mean, uh, it, it, uh, but, I mean, it might even be November. I'm not sure. But,
0: you know, it's it,
2: and things are in that conference, you know. And then you see them. They got challenged a couple times down the stretch. And I, I don't know. I think they're through. I don't think there's much of a chance. I think it's a pretty crappy bracket. Um, I think if they're going to get beat, it's by Iowa. Um, I think that that's the, that's the one team that stands out there. Uh, but I also like Illinois. Uh, I'm going to try to, uh, I'm going to try to go with that Arkansas team in the South. And, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go Texas in the East. I, I think that they have a little bit of momentum. I think, uh, um, they got a coach who now can breathe a little bit. This is a coach in Chaka Smart who, you know, might've been fired a year or two ago, uh, but, uh, kept his job. And I think that they're going to, they're going to be an inspired bunch and they're playing well at the right time. Uh, if you
1: had to, if you had to pick like Alabama, too. I do
2: like Alabama, yeah. too, but I'm going to go with Texas just to be different.
1: If you had to pick somebody five or worse to make a final four run, who would it be? Ooh,
2: that's a good one. Um, five or worse, just quickly looking at these seeds, uh, I guess because of Michigan's issues, I'm going to say LSU. Um, I'd say Creighton if it wasn't in the Gonzaga bracket. Um, Villanova, they're a five. They got big over there. Um, Tennessee, that's a popular pick. But again, I like Illinois too much. But because it's Michigan's bracket, I guess I'm going to go with the – I got to go with LSU. That's the one that pops out to me.
1: I'm going to pick – Oh, because I'm not taking man. anyone in the Gonzaga or
2: Illinois bracket. So that kind of, I'm going to,
1: I was, so that's the thing. I wanted to take Southern Cal, mm-hmm. um, you know, Evan Mobley, great player. You get great guard play going in the NCAA tournament. Did we just get tip off times? Oh, breaking news in the pod. Not that uh, it where, matters. where time are they us tomorrow.
2: What time they play?
1: Hold on. Hold on. Wait, now the email's not opening. Yeah. Oh, wait, here we go. I got it too. Oh, it, it's not. The- it is the late game.
0: Yeah, oh, I so told I'm you right late right. game Michigan State.
1: It'll oh, be at yeah. Mackey Arena 9.57 p.m. Thursday night. Jeez. Uh, and I, I thought this was gonna happen because of the you know LA West Coast thing. Man, it's a TV room. So they're gonna theory. open this tournament with Texas Southern Mount St. Mary's. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but, but I still know.
2: think I, I still I, I still think it obviously, you know, even though it's not the first game, it obviously gives the NCAA tournament quite a bit of value in that first night to kick things off. I mean, prime time, you know, it's still a big matchup that's going to get some eyeballs for sure.
1: Uh, I just can't uh, spend enough time in West Lafayette, Indiana, folks. I know.
2: I I know. Boy, that's my – I got roasted a few years ago when I went to West Lafayette and I called it the armpit of the Big Ten uh, because it is. Um, It's not quite. It's, it's close, but, oh, uh, what's, I mean, I haven't been to Piscataway, but, uh, what's Piscataway
1: is not great. Have you been to Champagne? I mean, I have,
2: well, Champaign's downtown's pretty nice,
1: Like I'll say, you know what you might, if I had to rank all 14 city, big 10 cities, I might be Lafayette in the run and for the work. I tried to find
2: a restaurant to go eat at the game. I was done working at like 10 o'clock. The only thing I found was Denny's. I think it was the only okay. thing uh, it's just like eh, and then eh, whatever you know. God love you, West Yeah, I love your arena, love Mackey Arena. Oh yeah, it's man, a uh, great atmosphere for a game. There's no doubt. Yeah, not a fan of your of your town, but uh, interesting. The yeah, the tip-off times are out. Michigan State and UCLA, nine fifty-seven Thursday night in West yet. Matt is very familiar with that, uh, so he will be on site. Uh, yeah, because he's already had the COVID, so he's not going to test positive. He's good to go. <laughs> He's got the antibodies. The last in. game,
1: by the way, the last game I covered before that positive test was at produce.
2: Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. I hope they've scrubbed it down since uh since yeah. you've been there. Uh so anyway, 957 Michigan State UCLA. Uh, check out all Matt's coverage throughout the week. He'll have previews of all sorts of stuff. He might even take a deep dive into the net and what the hell is the net? <laughs> Let's, Let's give it State. a shot. Stay tuned. But, uh, yeah, we'll have tons of coverage all week long and the entire March Madness, best time of year, followed by the second best time of year with opening day and the Masters. This is this is the prime time times year. This is really the best of the best. So follow him on Twitter, Matt Sharman. You can follow me at Tony TonyFall1984. Check out everything at DetroitNews.com. And if you're so, so inclined, we have great subscription deals going on. Check them out. Buy a paper. Yeah, buy a paper, support local journalism. It's very important now, maybe more than ever. Uh, That's it for now. Matthew, thanks for hopping on, and we'll be in touch through the week. Enjoy your latest trip to West (laughs) Lafayette.
1: See ya.